0: Welcome to episode two of the Fat Mums Club podcast. I am Laura and right now I'm joined by Shelley and Alison. Our other members may drop in, they may not. It's bedtime. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? My children (laughs) may drop in because they're still awake. So who knows what's going to happen during this episode. But we're going to talk about being fat and pregnant. I am currently, whilst recording, 37 weeks pregnant. Ooh. Wow. Yep, here are some children. Is there anything that anyone would like to discuss regarding being plus size and pregnant?
1: Let's, I think we should discuss our favourite topic, which is... Um, ranting to each other about healthcare professionals and the fatphobic NHS system while being pregnant would you have any recent insight to that Shirley <laughs> well <laughs> I may have Alison you're quite right so I guess um a little um intro to the session is that in our last podcast I obviously declared that I would never have another child and that that was something that an only an unhinged person would do. And yet here I sit 14 weeks pregnant, uh due in July. Um so that was a little a, a small shock <laughs> to my husband and I, let's put it that way. So yes, we've joined the unhinged crew and um...
0: <laughs> Welcome to the club. Thank <laughs>
1: okay. you. Um, but I guess we we just had our – so we went to Window to the Womb, the private scanning service that you give them money and they do not give a fuck how big you are, how small you are, what's going on. They just scan you with a smile on their face and then they let you leave. And then we had our sort of official um, – 12 week scan if you like with the nhs um so it's my first interaction with the nhs and my sonography notes as i left i read them and they basically said this bitch was really hard to scan because she's so fat um so that, so that was that was a nice <laughs> a that was a term. nice, <laughs> that was <the> technical terms <laughs> so that was a nice start to my pregnancy journey so i'm looking forward to um all of my appointments basically talking about how fat i am and How risky I am because of my fat. So that uh, that will be that's something to look forward to.
0: Yeah, I had a similar thing with my twenty-week scan and my twelve-week scan. I deliberately checked it to see if there was any mention of my maternal <laughs> habitus, as they put it in our note, unfavorable. Maternal yeah, we there. Basis, so yeah. yeah, twelve weeks wasn't mentioned. Twenty weeks, men- it's just two sides of A4. That's all the scan is mentioned three times. Unfavorable maternal habitus. What a what a phrase. Yeah, nothing said to my face at all. Spoke about the baby being in a bit of a funny position uh, to my face, but didn't talk about my maternal habitus at all (laughs) to my face. But it was plastered all over my notes. Uh, Yeah, I mean like like, it's a weird one. Like, do I, would I prefer it if she said something to my face or not? I don't know. I know not all people would. Not all people, like, some people would be utterly, utterly mortified die, by having someone say, oh, it's hard for me to see because of your, <laughs> like, some people would be mortified. But some people want to at least know the truth, be honest, rather than reading it in their notes later. Well, I don't think I it's don't...
2: accidental for both of you. For both of you is for them to not have said anything to you, but to have written it down, I think, Maybe they have to. Maybe they have to check a box, but I think it's sly. I think it's people who have something to say about your weight and they can't say it about you, so they put it in the notes and they're like, this fucking scan was hard. No, no, it wasn't. You might have made it difficult because you can't do it properly.
1: I think that's what bothered me the most is... um the the sneakiness of it so she never said a single saw it on my own as well so I wasn't even with Matt and she um there was a vibe from her that she I feel like I walked in the room and she was like oh it's a fatty but um she this I think the sneakiness of getting home and just sitting on my own and being like oh she she struggled because I was fat like that was that was not discussed with me that was not um like alluded to at all uh, so I think like you say Alison it felt a re- and, and I just thought you know what just like who <coughs> whose benefit is that there for because yeah. the next sonographer will clearly see me and be like okay she's fat it, it, she isn't like letting the next sonographer into a huge fucking secret is she like what what was the benefit of writing that on there it wasn't it that I just don't think it, and I'm sure that they can write things in other places that yeah. just clinicians can see
0: so yeah. don't fuck yourself, Caroline. Yeah, I almost feel like it's used as a get-out-of-jail-free card by sonographers. It's almost like they're scared of their abilities or they don't have faith in their own abilities. So they write this stuff on our paperwork. So that if they have, for some reason, missed out on something, they've got something to fall back on. They've got an excuse. They say, yeah. oh, well, it's because of her body. Her body's yeah. a problem Not my skills As a stenographer, Of course No yeah. I'm fabulous It's their fat body So I almost feel Like they use it As a way to Cover their backs So that if something Has been missed They've got An excuse Absolutely. for that They've got no, A goat, Which will be us Yeah Child's yeah. return um, That's
1: it. Oh, That's um, I found it really bizarre In my first pregnancy I'm sure we'll talk A bit more about Our pregnancies But um, Our first ones But the, the weird like, over-reliance on the sonographers for stuff like, so I had like, various scans that all all of them, one of them was, your baby's too big, go and see the consultant. He suggested a, a C-section at 37 weeks because of that information. Then off another scan, the baby's belly was too big. So they suggested a glucose tolerance test off the back of that one and i'm sure there was something else but um with the the odds of their sonography being incorrect but the level of intervention that then comes off the back of their absolute fucking narcissism in, the, in their sonography it, that that's what used to piss me off
2: yeah it's like i i like I was different than you guys I went along with a lot of more consultant-led care and I took the extra scans because I'm quite an actually anxious person and um, now I feel like I was a little bit a little bit coerced into them and maybe I'd turn them down if I was to go again but the amount I had and I was still every time being told different information and being asked oh would you like to be in just at uh, 36 weeks and I was like but what But why? In case you have a big baby. I was like, but in the last scan, you were able to see that my child is small because of my gestational diabetes at the time. So it's just even when someone has so many scans, even at that, they're they're completely useless. Yes, I think they're a wonderful thing for when they're used in the right way, but they were being used on me as kind of like, you're fat, here's a tool we can use to panic you and scare you into doing what we want you to do. But at the same time, it didn't link up. I saw a different consultant every time and they all had different answers for what they had seen on these scans. Yeah,
0: because scans are notoriously inaccurate, like especially regarding things like size. Um, but then like, look at the amount of people being induced now. It's now normal in the UK for babies to not come on their own. That's yeah. now over 50% of births are induced. Over 50% of births are augmented in some way. So now what is what has become normalized is interference in birth. And that's and yeah. things like being plus-sized, like so many plus-sized people are told, oh, we can't let you go past your due date because of your BMI. Or we're told, oh, you're going to have a massive baby, so you're going to have to be induced because of your BMI. We're told this, that, and the other because of your bmi and it's all nonsense i mean dr sarah wickham's just written a book about what it's called plus size pregnancy she's just literally written a book with you know the facts oh. in it I'm essentially it right really short version of the story is we're fine <laughs> we're fine to give birth to our babies <laughs> we are not high risk we shouldn't be labeled as such um we shouldn't be told to get induced we shouldn't be told this that and the other we should be treated as everyone else, individualized care is what it should all be about for everybody. Um, but so much crap comes up, and especially from scans, because like like you said, people are told their babies are gonna be massive, people are told their babies are gonna be small. So we can't win, we can't just have an average baby. <laughs> and also we're given, yep. as plus-sized people, additional growth scans, or we're offered them. It's up to us if we take them on. But um, we offered them. So of course, because they're seeing our babies more often, of course, where there's more chance, we're gonna get told something. We're gonna get told they're too big or too small. And what happens so often is told you're gonna have a massive baby. Oh, at like 37 weeks, all oh, this baby weighs eight pounds. That means in three weeks' time it's gonna weigh 15 pounds. Obviously, that's an exaggeration. And then people give birth to, you know, seven pounds two babies.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all it's all like it's like they just want to like interfere. They want to have power over our bodies and well, it's a bit of a nightmare control night really navigating the system. Um so Laura,
1: you're 37 weeks pregnant. So how I has am. your experience been this time around Because I understand that you've had a better experience, but mainly because you've told everyone to go fuck themselves. But I'd like <laughs> to hear about it either way.
0: <laughs> yeah, essentially yeah. So with my first two, so with my first pregnancy I did what I was told every step of the way, essentially. Second time round, I, which ended with an unplanned cesarean or emergency cesarean, whatever you want to call it. Second time round, I pretty much did the same. And I opted for a planned cesarean that was a royal fuck up. This time round, before I even went to my booking an appointment, I emailed the hospital and said, look, I'm plus size. I've had two cesareans. I'm 37, so geriatric in you know, modern medicine land. Ancient, ancient, <laughs> yeah, well old. Um, and I want to have a home birth. Do you support my decision? I waited. I wasn't really sure what I was expecting <laughs> from doing that. Um bum, bum, bum. But, but within 24 <laughs> hours I had a phone call from the head of the home birth team saying, yeah absolutely no way. <laughs> like, I'm more than happy to support you um i'll contact the consultant midwife you can have a chat with her so that you know that she's got your back as well um and we'll go from there and we went from there and i've had hardly any appointments which for me is great i've had three with a consultant midwife which has mostly just been <sighs> chatting <laughs> it's mostly just been chatting it's mostly just been like this is what i want to do this is how i want to do it and she will ask me so do you want to see a consultant no and it's, that's it, end of that conversation. Oh, do you want to do this? No. End of that conversation. It's just been complete acceptance and, okay, I'll pass that on to the team. That's it. Um, home birth midwives are perfect, fabulous. They're so good. Like, there's four in the home birth team where, where I am. And um, with each of them, it's like talking to a different element of my own personality because I feel like we're so on the same page. We're all – like the same kind of person with the same kind of mindset, the same kind of beliefs around birth. So I feel completely happy to have them here supporting me. Um, So it's been lovely. Every choice that I've made has been to protect, not my body. My plus size body is fabulous and fucking has done everything it needs to do. Every single time I've had a baby, (laughs) this is baby number three. Mm -hmm. It's done everything it needs to do. It's the almost like the savage attack on our brains that we get from the healthcare system where we're told all the time, risk, 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 risk. We're told all the time that there's something wrong with our body or something is bound to go wrong. Like you will get gestational diabetes, you will get preeclampsia, you will pass out in the pool. Like we're told all this absolute nonsense bullshit um, the pool and that, stuff I've uh, forgotten about crazy. All the pool stuff do you remember Anna was even told by a consultant you won't be able to use the pool in case the pool comes through the ceiling
1: I think I was told-, told something about the weight as
2: well I was told I I um, asked for a pool berth and I was told if there's a fire we'll not be able to get you out of the pool <laughs> and I was like if there's a fire and I'm in a pool of water I'm safer than yours. What is well that? Yeah, you about. lot better run I'm going <laughs> to the of water <laughs>
1: oh the yeah, weird so- um, the weird pool stuff was um really odd i remember my husband just being like i'm six foot three
0: like i'll get her out of that fucking pool don't worry <laughs> we'll be fine yeah exactly so yeah all the decisions i've made have protected me from any of that nonsense and i feel great <laughs> i feel like so lush. i've never so with my other two pregnancies as informed as i was I still got to this point and still felt pretty fucking terrified of the unknown. This yeah. time round, I feel like I have a plan. I feel confident in my body. I feel confident in my choices. I feel confident in the people who are going to be like my birth team. So my home birth people, my partner, even my daughter who is three and a half wants to be here to catch the baby. Like, she's told me she wants to be in the pool. She's told me she wants to catch the baby. She's told me she wants to cut the cord. Um, She's told me all this stuff because it's so normalised for her. She sees me seeing, you know, babies coming out of vaginas on Instagram all the time. (laughs) So it's completely normal for her. She's not phased by any of it. Um, How do you feel about her? Do you feel all right about her being there? I think it would be, yeah, I think it would be lovely. Like, when she comes to midwife appointments with me, she's been to every single appointment, every midwife appointment, every scan, every everything. She's been there and um, she takes a little doctor set with her. Um, like she helps like she presses the button on the blood pressure machine. She like, you know, like tries to poke around with the doctor, like they like the midwives as well. Cause they're so brilliant. They help her get involved. They help her to help. So I know, and I've told them she wants to help on the day. So like, that's fine. We can facilitate that. So they're also going to help her help on the day. If she's awake, obviously oh, oh. if it happens at night, then I'll feel so bad if she is because she'll miss it. Well, she's been go, about You've got to go and get her up, surely. Yeah, someone's got to have to get her up. Even if she just is a bit whiny and having a cuddle with Mustafa, at least she's beat up. <laughs> she can see something. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm completely happy for her to be there. And I think for a little girl, seeing their mum give birth, like, oh, my God. Like, what, like, think about how we've been raised looking at birth. Like, it's this terrible, like, scary like foreign thing that we won't know until we're doing it ourselves for the first time but she would have seen it and would have been completely normal and completely all right and gotten involved in it even as a little kid um so yeah i'm absolutely more than happy her to be there i know a lot of people would be like "Oh god get my other kid away what the fuck like why, why would you do that so it's not everyone's cup of tea but yeah i'm more than happy for to be part of it really i think it's nice for her to be involved it's lovely so um yeah i'm looking forward to it stuck my affirmations up today um i'm sitting on a birth ball right now birth pool is here collected it today tens machine is here aromatherapy oils are here <laughs> does that oh, mean well, the,
2: next, the next podcast we do you might have given birth and shape them mads.
0: yeah probably well, but the time I...
2: we the time we do one
0: yeah, well, yeah probably unless that means the next subject. The next subject can be birth. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. or the next subject will be getting babies shit, out when you, don't, when, when you need to get them <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. my well, estimated due date is the first of February. Zara, well, I went into labour with Zara on her due date. So, oh, did she?
2: Who knows? Yes.
0: <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, we'll see what happens.
2: Like, yeah, because we're like talking about pregnancy and stuff. I think sometimes you guys' stories like your your future to be birth is going to be amazing Shelley has an amazing birth story to go over next time yeah. with pregnancy. i feel like my my story sometimes makes me a wee bit like embarrassed because i'm such oh, like my. a big like strong spoken person and like won't take shit from anybody mostly if i can like Uh, approach the subject and I find that like during my pregnancy where I had more consultant-led care and I had more of those appointments that you had said were a mind fuck Laura I had more of them and I feel like definitely if you can turn more of them down do because I found like I went into the pregnancy with you guys behind me with Laura's knowledge behind me ready to fuck shit up and I started by fucking up and telling people no and turning down weight, weigh-ins and stuff like that, and by the end, absolutely, I got talked into an induction and I got talked into interventions, and I got talked into. And we'll talk about birth in the future, but it does wear you down. The more appointments you have, the more scans you have, the more consultant-led care you have, and even earlier when you were saying about how induction is so normalised now, and um, I don't know if you ever see on Facebook pages when people are talking about. Birth and babies and stuff in like your local area. I don't think I've seen one post about giving birth that hasn't started with my induction date is next Thursday. My induction date, like it's all so so normal, isn't it? It's not I'm hoping to go around my due date now, it's I'm being induced on this date. And I think people are
0: so clueless
2: as to what a long process it
0: can be. (laughs) And Northern Ireland as well, like stats in Northern Ireland. Wow. Yeah. Like, like,
2: I don't know when we became so fucking gullible in Northern Ireland and ate stuff up like this, but like as a whole, we need to start saying no. And if I go again, I think I'm gonna try and hold on to that fight a wee bit more to the end, just because now mm-hmm. that I've experienced
0: it, I don't want that again. So Yeah, yeah. I think it's important <laughs> to know though that it what that wasn't like don't feel embarrassed at all. No, because so. like right now, so I'm thirty seven weeks, so I'm absolutely off my tits, exhausted, <laughs> and I feel like I can barely string a sentence together. So if I had a consultant ramming mm-hmm. down my throat yeah. risk, still burning, scary, scary, yeah. scary shit, I'd be like, okay, pull the baby out of my asshole. I don't give a yeah. shit. Get it out, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> because we're knackered and we've we've gotten this far, and then yeah. if someone's telling you scary shit. I'm like, it's hard not to. Like, out of all of us, including me, the person who teaches people how to do it, Shelly's the only one that's like, go fuck yourself. Shelly's the only (laughs) one who's done it already. Um, So,
1: I just love nothing more than telling people to go fuck themselves. We know. I'm just going to (laughs) channel
2: Shelly the next time. I'm going to be like, (laughs) WWSS. What would Shelly say? What would Shelly say in this situation? Because I got right up to the end. I got to the end the last like week and they were like, Really want to just
1: you, and I was like, "Fine." But yeah, I think awesome. I don't... You had lots of other shit going on, though, didn't you? Like Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Your diabetes done, and, and stuff. Have... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have any of that shit. Like for for me, luckily enough. um despite them sort of expecting me to have diabetes and preeclampsia and just basically that my baby was going to get sort of hooked up and snagged on just mounds of fat in my body. Yeah, yeah. Um, They wouldn't get out past your vagina because it's it's just so fat. It's so fat, exactly. Um, The... I didn't have any medical issues, I didn't have high blood pressure, I didn't have preeclampsia. I didn't have diabetes, I literally had, I was just like a fat person having a baby almost, like wild, if you can wild. believe it or not. Um, so uh, we were, if I had diabetes and other stuff, yeah. that might have been a different story for me. It's nearly like ammo,
2: it was like, you have gestational diabetes, <laughs> you have this, <laughs> like every time I tried to fight against something, they were like, well baby the baby will come out and like say you're fat like i don't know they just kept coming up with like different reasons why they wanted to do what they wanted to do and i was just like fucking hell like i give up but next time i won't so and
3: anna's
1: yeah. here hi anna
3: <laughs> Ting, creeping watching you
2: just <laughs> watching, But you were the, a peeper. in the
3: flow, so I was just letting you get it out. <laughs> I was having All a run right, uh, Anna. I'm good. Well, I say I'm good. There's COVID in the house, so whoop. whoop. You know when you can feel it coming. Yeah. It's seeping through the doors.
2: Yeah. Anna, you're on now, so you're you're my like um in- induction soul sister, because we had inductions in like the same two weeks period when we had our baby. Oh, yeah. did you? So yeah, you're oh, yeah. not far we... apart, are they? No, I I was meant to be the first one to give birth actually, and then Anna gave
1: birth. Yeah. Oh, oh your I, <laughs> I think I was. I think he
2: was due on the fourteenth. He was due.
3: He, he was due on the fifteenth. She was due the next day. Oh so. no way!
1: Yeah. And when did they actually come, guys?
2: Dylan <laughs> was the twentieth. So he was. I wasn't allowed to go that far over, but. I went that far that? over
1: because of induction. It was that helpful induction that you had that made it. Come it was brilliant. Very I loved it so much.
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're not the best, are they?
1: No. So we were just talking, Anna, about being plus size and being and being pregnant, and obviously how healthcare professionals fucking lose their shit. Um, yeah. When you're fat and pregnant. But you
3: know what I loved about it was. Being able to just, like, stick my tummy out and love love life
1: in that way. Yeah. Like, oh wear really nice high you know? I <laughs> loved being <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. I just
3: loved
1: I it. Love I've never felt, bun. me too, I've never felt so amazing about my body than when I was yeah. pregnant. Yeah. I was, like, was
2: two days after getting a positive test, I was, like, cradling my tummy, like, hmm. <laughs> Like, that's just dominoes. That's not a baby yet. <laughs> you can just
3: feel it though, can't you? you just feel different. Thanks, <laughs>
2: Laura Shelley's,
1: run
2: away? Shelly's on a oh, yeah. rant, but she's muted herself.
1: Oh, uh, I'm here. Sorry, guys. I was just saying that I um I was about four days pregnant. And I'm like, oh, I can feel the baby in my stomach. And that's like, that's your fucking Christmas dinner. What are you want about? <laughs> 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 it's pure Yorkshire pudding, love.
0: this this time around though i got really big really quickly like by the time i was 20 weeks i looked like as big as i was when my son was born (laughs) so i got really big this time really quickly but i suppose that's the third time i've stretched out (laughs) so maybe we can show
2: some we can show some muscle memory pictures on our page now yeah i can reminisce yeah I think that's one reason why Laura's page was so useful to me during my pregnancy is because, I don't know about you, but I had not seen a bump that looked like mine. I had seen these little, like, neat bumps that looked like they were just stretched out skin over a football, essentially, that didn't have any jiggle on them at all. So seeing that represented on Laura's page was amazing, and it just made me like mine even more. I have so many pictures of my own bump. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? Make a photo album of just my bump.
1: Get him him on the ground, babe. Because you you had a lovely bump.
2: Yeah. I had a a big boy bump with, like, a big bump at the top, so it did look good just before he dropped into nothing, and then he was just a wee jiggly gump.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my bump this time is low. Like, I've got a proper saggy bump this time. I feel like sitting on this ball, so like basically I have to sit with my legs really far apart so that my bum can go in between <laughs> my legs. So low, otherwise it's literally yeah. on my lap. And I'm like, oh my god!
1: <laughs> Wrong look. Aww. That's me, anyway. To be fair, uh,
3: yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind being pregnant again, but I just—it's a newborn for me. I just—it's not for me.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, what, for the moment that's what anyway. Shelley
0: said in December. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's it's what Shelley's still saying. (laughs) Yeah, me too.
2: (laughs) It's not changed. It's a really grim thing to say we're trying because then you're like, oh, so you're just doing loads of sex. But we're trying to have another baby now and all sake of transparency. um, I'm really hoping it happens soon because I was really fucking lucky the last time and it was like, one go, one baby. And now this time round, I'm like, it doesn't happen like that. Like, (laughs) rude. yeah fingers crossed soon fingers crossed yeah sane.
0: i need to cradle a four-day bump <laughs> 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 what it's tips a big would you give someone who's plus size and pregnant do you think we've got people out there listening to us who are fat and pregnant and going through the system and completely relating probably to a whole ton of stuff that we've all said what do Laura, you give? Doing your and course. I
2: think I'm not blowing smoke up your arse here. I'm not trying to just be <laughs> like, I'm your favourite. Um, I just think like Laura had worded it perfectly before when she had said to us about people spending a fortune on their nurseries, which is so true. You see like jiblaze and, and like glitter above their cot, but like people don't actually invest in their, in their birth and in their pregnancy and in their journey to becoming a mum or becoming a parent. Um, so I think doing a course with being plus-size as a specific... I think there's loads of brilliant doulas out there and brilliant hypnobirthers, but if they don't know about the dis- the discrimination that fat people face, they're not going to be able to help you with that part. So do Laura's course.
0: Thanks, thanks. <laughs> we did not pre-plan that just so you're aware people think <laughs> <laughs> um, I
1: would wholeheartedly agree because... Um, that that's doing it was um incredible for me that the, just understanding i remember when we did our first couple of sessions together guys and i remember my husband i'm sure he won't mind me saying he sort of said mm, like is this woman that really anti nhs like or something along those <laughs> lines and i and i was like no this is this is what it's like in the nhs and then we started going to appointments and he was a bit like oh yeah yeah there, there there, it is the fucking mental comments about being fat and i yeah. and we genuinely had the um the dead baby card pulled on us as well which was obviously a pleasure to have um so of course but also i think it's important um not just if you're fat but if pe- if they're throwing other things at you like you've got risk factors because of epilepsy diabetes like just because you have sort of pre-morbid conditions doesn't mean that you should be able to be excluded from births that you choose places that you want to birth i hate the way people talk about like well they won't let me do this because of this or they won't let me do this because of my previous pregnancy and i think invest in knowledge because you can do what the fuck you want but i think women are just coerced into believing that they have to do what they're told, and the thing for me that really helped was being told what to do by a fucking man. I was like, no, mate, go fuck yourself. Your mother birthed you and I will birth my child and I won't be told what to do Are you. Over and out, thanks.
3: <laughs> what I liked from Laura's course was that. So, like, when they say, oh, your risk's doubled, but it's like 0.01% chance, like that just blew my mind because they're just using language there to Absolutely. scare you into something they want you to
1: do. to statistics.
3: Do it. I don't understand
1: my my husband loves a statistic so when sorry Anna when my when our baby was they were like it's massive it's gonna fucking rip you to pieces and you're gonna die because it's about 58 pound my husband came home and got the little grove chart and basically just did this mad man thing where he was like but actually what they've just told you is that blah, blah, blah 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 it will be like three ounces heavier Like, if you follow the chart, and I was like, Are you joking? He's like, Yeah, he's like, It might be big, but it's like three ounces heavier than like the average size. So just chill the fuck out. And I was like, Oh, thanks, babe. That's really helpful. But they don't tell you that shit, do you? They're just like, It's fucking huge. You're going to die. It's,
3: yeah, it's crazy. Um, I would also say to anyone who's pregnant and, you know, fat or other risk factors, like Shelly said, is try and enjoy it because. I spent a lot of time worrying when I didn't need to, and a lot of time reading. And then, to be honest, when I got to, I don't know, five or six months, I was so overwhelmed by reading, I just stopped and didn't read at all, which I think has messed me up with sleep now because I didn't read anything about sleep. (laughs) But, you know, I just couldn't physically look or read anything else because whatever you read was the opposite in the next thing you read and it just absolutely blew my mind so that's when i then found Laura and her course and we had some actual scientific facts and information and we were able to discuss it and argue about it and you know think about things in a different way and that definitely helped but um yeah just make sure you look at what you're reading where it is from is it reliable or is it a knobhead on the internet trying to scare you for no reason? That would be my advice.
0: This has been lovely <laughs> ego boost for me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, terrible timing. I'm about to go on maternity leave, so I won't even get any clients. <laughs> but, um, they can weird. <laughs> Like it. Um,
3: but even your page has lots of useful information, Laura. Yeah.
2: Yes, exactly. Sorry,
0: tablet problems.
2: Yeah, Laura's page is a wealth of information. I sound
0: like an advert now. It's a wealth of information, and basically,
3: Laura's
0: (laughs) (laughs) great. Yeah, my tips, I suppose, from my perspective, as both a plus size pregnant person who's been through the system now three times, and who teaches people um, everything (laughs) about um, being plus size and pregnant. Yeah, like everyone else has said, get informed. Definitely get informed, again, like Anna just said, with reliable information. I mentioned earlier, Dr. Sarah Wickham's just released a book quite recently called Plus Size Pregnancies," specifically for us. Um, and it's great. It's got the facts. You can literally take that. And when someone says, well, this is going to happen, you can go, well, I'll page 76 of Sarah Wickham's book actually says this, motherfucker. Um, so you've <laughs> literally got the, t- the facts at your fingertips. <laughs> um, also... My next piece of advice would be to work on your confidence. We, as women particularly, have been so well-trained to do as we're told. Be quiet, sit down, shut up, do what you're told. The education system teaches us that. The um, life in general teaches us that. So we're taught to be people-pleasers. Unlearn that now. Like, get used to saying no. Get used to being a pain in their ass. Like, I have so many people say to me, oh, but what if they think I'm a troublemaker? Or what if they, like, put it <laughs> on my notes that I'm annoying and then everyone Did. knows and then everyone treats me badly? What if they do that? Now, fuck that. <laughs> Forget all of that. Right? Be a pain in their ass. Pains in their ass are more like to sue them. <laughs> so they're not, okay. not going to, like, you know, be funny with you. Or if they are, they should damn well treat you better. If I'd I can have, in- if I can have in print that I'm
2: annoying, that would be wonderful. If they could just do that, <laughs> medically annoying.
0: Yeah, don't be scared to annoy people. Don't be scared to say no. Don't be scared to ask all the questions. Don't be asked. You know, don't don't be scared. Literally, go in there and know that it's you are accessing a. It's not even a mandatory service. It you are accessing a, accessing a service that you are choosing to access. None, one. Yeah, none of us have to. Go through the maternity system. It's optional. Okay. So when you go into an appointment and you feel like you're just going in, they're ticking boxes and they're kicking you out, what was the point then? You've literally wasted your time. You go into that room and know that you're the boss. Ask the questions you want to ask, talk about the things you want to talk about, get the information that you want to get. Okay. Because it's, you know, it's you get what you want from a service that you are paying for. Okay, we're so well-trained in the UK mm. to feel like we're so lucky to have the NHS. The NHS is amazing, like it's free for us, blah, 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 NHS, yeah, should be amazing. It is amazing, like compared to other countries around the world. Yes, it is fantastic that we have a service that is free at point of use. But we pay national insurance, so we are paying for a service that we are getting. So get what you want and need from that service. And if what you need... It's to be left alone as much as possible, like I've done this time around in order to protect my brain. Do that. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> it's all right if you want to say no. It's all right if you want to decline stuff. Do what feels right for you. Get You know, make informed decisions that feel right for you. I think that's all yeah, I would say. Yeah, believe in yourself. Yeah. Believe in your body. Please don't think that because we've been taught our whole lives being plus size means – that we're lazy, that we can't do stuff, that we are, for some reason incapable. It's all bullshit, okay. And even if you are lazy or whatever, it doesn't mean you can't give birth. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're, like your body is growing a baby all by itself. Why wouldn't it be able to birth it all by itself? Okay, and if you do need help along the way, you can make informed decisions about that because you've gotten informed. So just all of that. Believe in yourself. Believe in your instincts. Believe in your body. <laughs> Believe that you will make decisions that are right for you and your baby. I could have just said the word believe. And that would be a much shorter <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Anna, did
1: you want to say something about a consultant experience that you had?
3: <laughs> well, it's kind of like what Laura was just saying you know, they write you a letter saying, oh, because you're so fat, you must come and see a consultant immediately. So you go into your writer? appointment and he basically spent 20 minutes telling me I was fat <laughs> and saying, next time you get pregnant, don't be this fat. That was literally <laughs> a conversation. No, no. <laughs> and I was like, so what is this meeting for? What, do you need to He just wasn't be mean. He was literally, like, pencil in. He, said, he had nothing to say to me apart from that. That was literally it. <laughs> he just, Do you think he's he, got a really tiny willy? Oh he remember I said to you he wore funky socks and pink scrubs. And you said they're the he's ones Try to hard.
2: Watch. Try
1: hard. <laughs> Do you know what, Anna? If I had walked in that room and seen a consultant in a pair of pink scrubs and funky socks, not because he's a man in pink, but I would have walked the straight fucking out. I'd have said, nah, mate, I'm off. See, like uh, you're not telling me anything I need to know. <laughs> No, but
3: he literally didn't have anything to say. So, what was the point of that meeting? He just woke up he just and he was like, You no, know what, I want to do today
2: up. at yeah. three o'clock. I want to berate a woman about being fat, can't wait! It's going to be a delight for me. No, I mean, but we just find looking him. at each other like,
3: What? I was like, So, what? what is this meeting for? <laughs> like, I traveled and had time off work, and it was <laughs> that was literally it.
2: We took time off work and be called fat, yeah, basically.
3: Um, what so more? he was then written That's on so my birth plan to not come anywhere near me. And, and I got transferred tea. to a lovely lady consultant who literally talked through me. She was like a consultant version of Laura. She talked through all the stats, all the information. <laughs> the only thing that did annoy me was she said that they wouldn't let me have the uh, pool because... My weight <laughs> plus pool water would break the ceiling <laughs> of the hospital. Apparently, <laughs> so we, we, know, we did mention that, that earlier.
2: People don't have uh, people don't have baths on the second floor. Apparently, um, well, that's another thing that we can add in as a tip. If you deal with a medical professional who is a cunt, you can say you don't want to see them anymore. Didn't know oh, that. Stevie. Didn't know that. I was putting up with people who just weren't nice to me until Laura was like, "Alison, you know you don't have to see them. You can just say." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, nice." Yeah. Okay. And you know what? The maybe... midwives
3: loved it. They kept coming up because I was in there for quite a while. So every time there was a new shift, they were like,
2: Ooh, so why don't you
3: want to see him? <laughs> Ooh, why? It. what's he done? <laughs> and I was like, He's a dick. <laughs> and they were. And I bet the midwives kids. were like, Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah we know we they the know. Dick. Yeah, they do know. Um, I had out of, out of four consultants, I had one good consultant who agreed with me. And it shouldn't be that rule of the dice. So the day that you get somebody who agrees with you the whole way, and even at that, she agreed maybe ninety percent, eighty percent. I'm going down further by ten percent here each time she agreed, but the other ones were just fucking dire. Yeah. And I was like, well, no, it shouldn't be." Why are they that Because I don't know. Is it money? How much did they make? Let's look this up. I
1: need I mean, to know. Consultants how much they make. are on hundred k field if you don't like people having babies women i think if, if you a man th- that doesn't like women that's a that's a funny mm. thing isn't it as well why yeah. men are in that profession i guess there's um there's a lot they of bashing, there yeah but the um when you get a professional or a clinician that are good oh they're good aren't they that's the yeah. like, that's the flip side of it you get a, but they're like you have to really dig deep for those guys mm-hmm which is a real shame because i work in the nhs and um i know lots of really really good clinicians and yeah. the minority are shit in the sort of in my team in my service so it's really sad and especially yeah. when you know you're like you're pregnant you're mental you can't remember anything you want to cry all the time you're so uncomfortable gassy you're so fucking vulnerable aren't you like yeah you shit in your pants all the time you're pissing yourself you're fucking well, <laughs> Well, I am, babe, and I'm 14 <laughs> weeks pregnant, so... <laughs> but you know what I mean? I haven't shit myself yet, but it's so much piss. Um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a shit state of affairs, really, isn't it? The consultants got on really? my bladder. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm
2: stopping. There's going to be consultants listening to this, and they're like, I know that wee doll's voiced. I know her. She's slabbering about me on a podcast <laughs> that 10 people and her mum listen to. and like this is the thing like my first consultant was brilliant oh my god she was so good and then I never found her again because I walked in expecting to have to like heave my stomach onto the table to let her scan me and she was actually like you you don't need to lift your stomach that much like she was trying to calm me down and then she just disappeared into the abyss and they just sent like a barrage of bastards at me and it wasn't until I got rid of them that I found another one that was nice, but not as nice as that first one. She's the one that got away. She got sacked, babe, because she was good. She was too nice.
1: She got the boot because she was uh, too nice to women.
2: They were like, did you not call her fat eight times? Out. <laughs> oh, God. It's yeah.
1: laughable, really, isn't it? But that is this is the actual... These, this is actually what happens to women, yeah. And I guess yeah. we're we're for sort of oh, tenacious, most, most. happily like yeah, we're fucking mouthy women, aren't we? So there are lots of women that are not mouthy, or not even that they're not mouthy, but that are far more compliant or anxious or worried or whatever or there could be a language barrier like they have to. man die. i i can't imagine what it must be like for people that don't oh, speak shit. english Were well, me and you talking about this laura yesterday about women that and just women of ethnic minorities that are just told what to do and just sort of go along with with it without yeah understanding what's going sort of on when
2: you look at their statistics that they're even worse off with, like, interventions yeah.
1: and... And, I mean, you only have to look at the statistics for black and ethnic minorities around death in birth, no pain yeah. relief, which just, I guess, that's a whole another topic of fucking rage for us. Oh, but, um, yeah, it's not on. The system needs to change dramatically. We're going to change
0: it one, one telling people to fuck off at a time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I hope so, because I have had, like as negative as all of this sounds, unfortunately is reality. And I think it's important that we do know about reality. Um, I do also hear lots of incredibly amazing stories of people who have stood their ground and then midwives saying things to them like, you know what? I've never actually thought about it like that. And it's because they've been mm-hmm. so well trained to just, you know, reel off the script about BMI, reel off the risk mm-hmm. about BMI. Like they don't even know the facts. Like it's highly unlikely they'd be able to straight away here's a bit of evidence. Um, it's just a script they've learned. But when someone calls them out on it, they say, you know what, I haven't thought about it like that before.
2: Well, they're so, not yeah. having a good time either. If you look at the turnover of midwives in of of hospitals, like they're yeah, having a fucking just, shit time. Who wants to sit with someone for 16 hours in agony while you give them fucking bullshit information and do nothing to help them? And then salad tongue their child out of their vagina, like in my case, like...
0: Yeah, yeah. But like, I think... Every time one of us stands up for ourselves, every time one of us calls out bullshit, every time one of us says you're wrong, actually, it's planting a seed of change. Yeah, we might need fucking millions more, but we're starting. There is like an uprising of fat people going on in the maternity services. Um, so I think we're fucking everybody- common. You better have cake yeah so, so I think <laughs> i'm
1: gonna need snacks for my yeah, we are, uprising we are slowly
0: <laughs> making little differences even if I'm it's like different from one trust to the next trust even if it's different from one midwife to the next midwife yes yeah. little changes but those little changes you know those little seeds will grow into great big trees re- yeah, yeah. it just might take edge. a bit of time but we're all part of like the movement to make that happen and there are
2: plus couch. size. There's plus size midwives out there as well. They're sneaking on in and they're spreading the word and they're doing good work as well. Um, I'm making this sound like a cult, but that's okay. <laughs> they are.
0: That's fine. It kind of is though. Yeah, it is. It is like as as fucked as it sounds. It is a bit us versus them because it kind of has to be. Because to be. you know, well, think about it. Even like you read a newspaper, how often does it come up that fatties and smokers are what's wrong with the world? I don't know when how we compare is, fatties and smokers to each other. But yeah, of course we know it's Tory, cunty, bastard, cunt <laughs> bastards. But the papers don't what? have to say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but um let's like the DUP from my end as well. I have to get that representation. Oh yeah, fuck.
0: <laughs> fuck the DUP. About them. <laughs> but um, yeah, like th- th- like that's just, I can't remember what we was going to say again because fucking pregnancy brain. It's the what Tories that did that to you. <laughs> yeah, Tories. Oh, yeah. So even like the press loves slagging off fat people and comparing us to smokers. Like, our bodies are the same as that. <laughs> but um, Imagine if you're fat and smoke. Yeah. Well, you're fucked. 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 Fucking love that, um, you? Your babies would have come out smoking. Yeah, if that's how society feels about fatties, that's also how the NHS feels as well, because they've been taught it... As well, not just by the outside world, but also from within the institution that the NHS is. It is a fat phobic uh, institution. Absolutely you yeah, like, only have to look at people trying.
1: Resources.
0: Well, we only have to look at people
1: trying to get IVF, people trying to get operations because of terrible endometriosis, or what mm-hmm. you know, and that are denied it every day because they're overweight. It's, it's fucking horrendous. Even
3: to adopt or foster care oh my god don't get me
1: started one of my friends and her husband tried to are trying to adopt and they're desperate for children and i think this is going to sound terrible but they sort of were like we'll take anything like just please like we'll take the people that nobody wants ever please just let us have a child and they're like no you're fat like can you imagine if you adopt these children and then die because of your fatness it comes under an unhealthy lifestyle in the same way
2: as drug use does because we—I've asked questions about it before—and I think it's a fucking disgrace because there's children sitting with nobody who could have parents, but they can't have those parents because they're fat. They're like fat. every That's every uh, every system is fucked, especially around fat. That's like wild, wild. I
3: feel like we're going off topic, but also. If someone nah, was fat and pregnant and listening to us, I feel like we need to just put a little bit of positivity because we yes. all have lovely, beautiful babies. And we've all been They're fat beautiful. and pregnant.
2: So yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we have <laughs> the babies. We'll talk babies. about our births. Yep. We can talk about our births next time. So we all had pretty different births.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: but generally, but, we were all pretty lucky with pregnancy. Yeah. Yes,
1: we were. Very yep. few complications.
0: You know, yeah, I, like, I'm 37 pain. weeks for the third time and I've never been sick once in any oh, pregnancy. Off.
3: That's lucky. Oh, oh, I haven't thrown enough for a, off a long
0: in. time. <laughs> <laughs> I had hip and knee pain when I was pregnant with my first son, but with my daughter and this son, nothing. Like yeah, I've got pelvic Love pain, but you? that's because I sat on the birth ball for eight hours yesterday doing a course, which was <laughs> stupid. I don't recommend sitting on the birth ball for eight hours straight. Not a clever idea for your Fanny. Yeah, um, generally, all the only the only symptom I get of pregnancy is getting bigger, obviously, because there's a human in you, and being knackered. That's it. So being plus size and pregnant doesn't mean you're going to have a shit time physically at all. We can absolutely boss birth. We can absolutely boss pregnancy. We can absolutely, like Shelly was saying earlier, I felt amazing pregnant. Like felt amazing, like you know, having a bump and rocking your bump. Yeah, yeah. there's loads of lovely things about being plus size and pregnant. And we should all feel amazing. We should all feel wonderful. We should feel excited. We should feel joy in our pregnancy. We deserve that, as does our unborn baby that feels everything we feel. We deserve to feel – we both deserve to feel lovely and happy and looked after and cared for by people in our lives. So, um, yeah, enjoy it. Do enjoy it. You deserve to enjoy it. Um, Yeah it's fabulous you're making a little baby so we could round it up
2: maybe with like a couple of items that we think people should have because you mentioned the birthing ball and then i think we can finish up so the birthing ball and the peanut ball
0: Yes, I am all over the balls this time. Um, <laughs> <the> time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, what that's what's got in you into the birth birth <laughs> <box>.
3: <laughs> You're growing a pair of balls.
0: Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, birth ball, fabulous. Okay, anything that helps you to open your pelvis, anything that helps your baby to descend into your pelvis, birth ball is a nice. Simple way of doing that. Lots of people think you just need to bounce up and down on your ball. That's just bouncing your baby up and down. That's not doing anything. So do like hip rotations or pelvic tilts where you like roll like backwards and forwards on your ball, figure of eight on your balls. Um, Yeah, find some lovely birth ball workouts out there. Um, There's a really lovely one by the Serenity Doula. So hunt her down, find her birth ball video. It's really lovely. Um, Peanut ball also great if you don't know what peanut ball is essentially it's like a birth ball but it's in the shape of like a peanut shell so like stereotypical like monkey nut type nut um and that's also great because you can use that during labor and that also helps you to open up your pelvis and that's also really useful if you are for some reason not very mobile so whether you've got mobility issues or whether you are or you've had an epidural things like that you can use a peanut ball to help open your pelvis while you're lying down or even if you're just fucking knackered and need a rest peanut ball still helps you to you know do lovely things for your pelvis to help your baby move down so yeah birth ball peanut ball definitely definitely get them um because they can be really useful for you both in pregnancy and birth
2: i loved my pregnancy pillow because i found that my belly i'm a side liar and i liked it from underneath so i can post the pregnancy pillow that I used because it was full of little microfiber beads that's another I think must maybe not for everybody then it's not a must. I
1: still I still use my pregnancy pillow his nice. its name's Rodrigo you're pregnant so yeah but I've used it the I've used it since I was pregnant the first time and I can't really part with Rodrigo uh, it's like a massive um
2: oh I can't remember mine's the name's a big sausage
1: yeah, yeah it's just in the sausage. middle in the middle of me and Matt, like a big cock block. <laughs> it's like, like when I was
2: Diana was like, Diana was like, There were three of us in the marriage. plus <laughs> yeah. you and your pillow and your husband.
1: I'm like, sorry, I'm snuggling with
2: Rodrigo this evening. He also, I will say to save his Money, please don't buy a load of maternity clothes, get some maternity leggings, and just deal with it. Yeah. Size up and things, get some Lucy and Yaks. Um, not asking for a discount code. but if it's there (laughs) I just sized up and I got really loose stuff Um, instead of spending fortune on maternity stuff and I still wear
1: my maternity leggings now because it's nice I managed to buy these jeans from Next and they don't do them anymore because I've looked um, and they're just like jeans but with a completely stretchy waistband they're just fucking amazing and I I I still wear them now fucking amazing aren't they because i hate it so the over the, the over the belly things are really weird like it used to just oh because i'm fat i'm like well that's my belly babe anyway like, like, you know, like it didn't. they just didn't really help me but the yeah. stretchy waistband ones were brilliant i'm having to like dye them black because they're basically white God. and natty yeah Um i really liked i really liked um i don't know what it's called um like like a f- fucking strap that used to go around my stomach to oh, just yeah. like, hold me together because I At had really bad pelvic girdle pain. Um, and I think the physio gave it to me for free. Um, and I was really shocked because it fit. fit. Um, and that that's amazing. If, if you have hip pains or joint pains or mobility pains, whatever, yeah. get one of them, strap it on, that's slush. I had one for fit. the physio as well, but mine was more like a bandage tube. <laughs> No, nah, I tried that on once. I got fucking stuck in it, and my husband oh. heard me sort of wailing upstairs, going, Help me, help me. He's like, What's the matter? What's no, the matter? I loved that. I, was, I didn't like the strappy stuck one. stuck in my grip. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> fucking terrifying.
3: Oh, I also liked, Shelly, those knickers you made us all buy. Oh, They're my God, R- yes. Were they next? The... No, they
1: were. Oh, the big, massive pregnancy pants. The big mama ones, yeah. Yeah. yeah so i still also wear my fucking yeah, size I wear twenty thousand next um massive black pants and also just another thing um i you i bought loads of moddy body pants so they're like period pants but also like if you piss in you yourself, yourself sick. yeah that's exactly it um they're really really good for that and they were really lovely like postpartum so you didn't have to sit in your massive pads afterwards all the time like you could just i had like periods of time just in my body bodies which was lush nice <laughs> there you go that's a yeah. tmi we've we've, <laughs> yeah. we've solved it we've solved plus size pregnancy
2: now with this podcast so
1: i can't think of anything else i think that was my
3: we like to wallow babies. in water as well didn't we Shelley?
1: Yep, any still, water still do. To swallow like a hippo Just puddle in the garden like a hippo yeah, absolutely <laughs> swimming i would recommend swimming yeah so good yeah. for your hips so good
0: any movement anything that feels good for your body like i think like they bang on and on and on it's about us especially about like lifestyle 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 yeah lifestyle you know that can include walking walking is great for anybody who's pregnant. Like you said, swimming, aquanatal classes, um, mentioned earlier, birth ball, like exercises. It, it doesn't have to be anything hardcore crazy. And even things like pregnancy yoga, some people love it. Some people utterly loathe yoga. Do whatever works for you. Find whatever movement works for you. And if, you're, if the whole idea of like, like lots of us I think associate exercise with weight loss because that's what we've been Taught. We've been conditioned to feel that way. Fuck that. Think about exercise during pregnancy as exercise is helping your baby to get fit nicely into your pelvis, which will help during labour and birth. So, do whatever feels good for you. Do whatever brings you joy. Do whatever makes your body feel warm and stretched out and fabulous. Like I find, like I'm doing daily exercise at the moment, which are, I suppose, a bit y, but they're. Not because, again, I'm doing it with the birth ball. Um, and afterwards, my b- body feels, again, warm and nice and stretched out. My pelvic pain disappears. And because it's a bit like hypnobirthingy, this video, um my brain also feels good. Just from doing it's 23 minutes long, this video, 23 minutes of exercise done for the day. And I know it's got a good purpose and makes me feel physically and mentally good. So find whatever makes you feel fabulous movement should make us feel fabulous we should find joy in movement and we shouldn't associate it with any other nonsense we've associated it with before just have fun with it enjoy moving
1: yeah agreed should we wrap it up then because i think we're just talking shit now aren't we yeah all right
0: so that's episode two.
1: <laughs> and I want to go to bed, if I'm honest. I've had an tea I
0: want to go to bed. No, my time. kids are still Burn. awake. They're only three and five. I'm taking the piss here. <laughs> but yes, thank you for joining us for episode two. Um, it's been lovely talking to all of you. We'll share more on our grid about our pregnancies, about our bodies and pregnancies. Um, we'll have a conversation about what we're going to share. I'm sure we'll share lots of lovely things. Um, so next time we're talking about, um,
1: talking about birth. So look forward to that, guys, because obviously we'll be talking about poo and Lobby. vaginas, and surgery, and um, all the delights that come with that. Placenta, yes. dogs dogs eating your mucus plug.
0: Yeah, I remember when cetera. that happened to you, Shelley. No, <laughs> not me. Oh, shit, sorry. I remember seeing a video get, of that once a week. <laughs> get rid of these
1: dogs is eating my insides. All of all this right. to look forward to next week, next time, guys. Yeah, definitely not next week.
3: It's taking this long to get this one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. -bye.